0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And today, we're talking with a company, Light Boots. And so, their their owner reached out to me and said, Hey, man, I, I'd like to send you a pair of boots, rubber boots. or They're not rubber boots, as you will hear in this podcast, but they look like rubber boots. And I, I kind of hesitated for a little while. Then I went on their social media page, and I started looking at stuff. The re- they, they did this thing where they recorded people's reaction when they handed like people at trade shows boots. And the reaction is what got me interested in getting these guys on the podcast because people assumed it was some heavy, bulky, bulky boot. And they grab it, and it's, it's extremely light. And since then, uh, they had sent me a pair of boots in the mail and I've been able to feel them, and it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Their, their, their name, Light Boots, definitely rings true in reflecting what the, the product actually is. And so on the podcast today, we have a gen, gentleman, Brooks Tinsley. He's, one of the, he's the, the founder of the company, and so he comes on the show today to talk about the material that's used in, in this boot. It's, it, it looks like a rubber boot, but it's not rubber. And so it's uh, it's a very unique product, and I think that it definitely has its place in the in the hunting space for sure. And so that's what we talk about today. Uh, we talk about company history, we talk about the material, we talk about the application, we talk about who his end user, who he feels his end user is, and, and how this might uh, play a role in, in a variety of hunting scenarios. So, uh, really interesting podcast. I love I love products like this because it. It's a different way to look at an old problem. And so uh, it was a pretty interesting conversation. So before we get into today's podcast, though, we're going to do some quick commercials. Tethered, if you're looking for a good saddle, if you're looking for a good platform, climbing sticks, uh, saddle accessories, go check out Tethered, man. These guys, these guys have got saddle hunting figured out. So if you're looking for an additional tool uh, to throw into your arsenal uh, when it comes to tracking down big bucks, uh, go check out Tethered if you're looking for a hunting app that you uh, you probably already have it on your i mean cuz it's popular it is the most popular the most down, downloaded hunting app that there is and hunt stand it's it's popular for a reason it's because there's so much functionality on this app it allows you to do all the basics right look at satellite imagery look at landowners look at where public meets private look for access all that stuff uh, topography but it also allows you to manage trail camera pictures. It allows you to document your, your outdoor adventures, and, and document things like scrapes. And I, I use the word document, I use the word journal a lot, because what it is, it, it's just a, it is a journal. Every time you go out, you, you add something, a little tidbit here, here's a scrape, here's a rub, here's a trail, here's where my trail cameras are, here's where my tree stands are at. And, and what that does is it allows you to basically graph everything and you can go in and you can just have better luck because you you can, you can, you know, look at all the documentation that you have. So if you're interested in something like that, and I strongly suggest that you should be, uh, you go check out huntstand.com discount code is S N two zero for 20% off. And lastly, we have Annihilator Broadheads. These guys have a, a very unique broadhead that is designed to, to create less, less drag on the shaft of, of the arrow, right? So this wound channel that the broadhead creates reduces the, the drag on the arrow, and so the whole point of it is for more, more pass-throughs, right? So if you want to find out more information on Annihilator Broadheads, the design, how it is functioning, you definitely got to go check out uh, their website at uh, Annihilator Broadhead. So there's that. Huge shout out to all the brands that uh, support the the podcast. Huge shout out to all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And uh, hit me up. If if you are a manufacturer and you would like to be featured on the Hunting Gear podcast, hit me up. If you have an idea of uh, a product that you would like to see featured, on on the uh, on the podcast, hit me up, and I do most of my communication through Instagram, Nine Finger Chronicles. Hit me up, and uh, let's get into today's uh, podcast, Light Boots with Brooks Tinsley. All right, on the phone with me today from Light Boots, I'm talking with Brooks Tinsley. Brooks, how we doing, man?
1: Doing great, man. Little little warm, but other than that, I'm doing good.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh we just had a a big cold front. I don't even want to say it's cold front, you know, like we're talking like hunting terms, but uh, a summer rain uh, shower came through yesterday morning. It got a little humid, but then overnight, man, it's absolutely gorgeous here in Iowa today.
1: Wow. wow. Now where, whereabouts are you at?
0: Eastern Iowa is where I'm located.
1: Got- oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. We're down here in the, the doldrums of Mississippi and it is hot and we would, we would do just about anything for a rain right now. Yeah. It's, it's hot and dry
0: yeah i don't know why you know whenever i watch a movie about the south right whether it's long time ago or or i don't know something something recent, they always have like the, the heat element of the South, especially, <laughs> especially Mississippi. It's just like, everybody's sweating. Everybody's, you know, drying their, the sweat off their head and things like that. And the humidity, right? Yeah. I, the
1: humidity, this, this is a time of the year that you really just question why you're here at all.
0: Right. Why, why don't I live in North Dakota or Minnesota? <laughs> why,
1: why, why am I not in Iowa right yeah.
0: now? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the good thing about mississippi and i don't know whereabouts in mississippi you guys are located but from my understanding certain parts of mississippi have some really good deer hunting
1: oh they do it's uh you know there's pockets where the deer hunting is just phenomenal big yeah. deer um uh, so yesterday it's kind of you know slowly you know as qdm and stuff has is really taking hold and a lot of people are doing a lot more management uh, on particular properties
0: and it's really paid off yeah these that's awesome that's awesome all right so light boots okay mm-hmm. you reached out to me and you said hey dan can i send you a pair of boots when and, and, and so i usually don't respond right away to things because sometimes you know you know how these days are it could be a scam. Oh, yeah. you know, it could be whatever yeah. so i go to <laughs> i go to your your website or your excuse me your instagram page your social media and I start looking through the social media page, and I see these reaction videos that mm-hmm. uh, that you've posted from, it looks like some kind of trade show that you guys are going to, that you've yeah, went Yeah, I
1: think that was from NWTF. Okay,
0: all right. So what you're doing, and I think this is marketing genius, you are recording somebody from your team handing a random person a boot, a rubber boot, and getting their reaction to it and it's those videos the reactions that made me respond to you and say hey man we got to get we got to get these guys on <laughs> on the the podcast because there's there's something about this boot that must be different if you're catching these authentic reactions from people so before we get into all of like the the details about the the company how how old are you guys how old is light boots
1: i would say old we're new brand yeah. new so it, it was an idea I had about a year and a half ago uh, and ran uh, some sample prototype models for the past year. And we had that soft launch in uh, February at NWTF, but we actually just got product in uh, less than a month ago. So uh, we're actually finally able to you know, get these boots out to the customers that have pre-ordered them. And similar deal that, that you saw in those reaction videos, a lot of the stuff that we got in the mail, email and you know,
0: reviews was like, wow.
1: Like I, I thought they were going to be light, but I had no idea exactly how light they were going to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my experience with rubber boots back in the day were were two. One was a pair of muck boots that I would mm-hmm. have when I would go out to, uh, you know, go out to the farm or go someplace that's going to be, wet and muddy and i knew i knew it was going to be wet and muddy and then i would wear Mm -hmm. a pair of muck boots or something like that then a handful of years ago i invested in a and i say invested because they're fairly they're fairly expensive to buy like a big insulated alpha burley pro uh, from lacrosse right one of the, the the typical big cold weather hunting boot that a lot of people will wear and i just like from a hunting standpoint, I never really got past the, like, I didn't feel like they kept my feet warm as much as I, I would, I would like them to. And so, um, and plus I'm a, I'm a mobile guy. I run and gun. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to tear up and sit down and move a lot. And it's just not for me, the big bulky rubber boots just didn't cut it. So i I found other ways to, to handle that. And yeah, so, sure. and so let me ask you this, right? Knowing that there's a ton of other rubber boots on the market, what was the idea you know, you had this idea to make a, a a boot. What was that idea? Talk to us about the idea. Talk to us about, you know, the point where you're like, dude, this might work on a, on a larger scale.
1: Yeah. So, you know, similar to you, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an outdoorsman, turkey deer and ducks. And, um, every year I was in the market for a new pair of boots. Uh, mainly because they just weren't holding up uh, with I was what I was putting them through, you know, running, and gunning, turkey hunting, and like you, you know, very mobile for deer. And uh, so every year I was in the market for a new pair of boots, and I actually found a pair that I really liked. Uh, mainly because they were a little bit lighter, uh, and just like the comfort levels, they weren't didn't didn't sweat as bad. But that particular pair. I couldn't get that pair to last eight months. I bought two pairs, and they were two hundred dollars a piece. And finally, I was like, "Something's got to
0: give." What this. what blew out on them? I mean, what made them not last for you?
1: Uh, it it was they had a neoprene top, and you know if you're going through briars, yeah, uh, that neoprene just doesn't hold up very well. Uh, and you know here in the south, it's like everywhere you go is a briar patch somewhere. Yeah. So. Uh, So I wanted something lightweight, started researching materials and uh, just kind of literally learned about boots and how boots are made, what people did and didn't like about them. Uh, And this particular material, super, super lightweight. It, it had insulating properties. Uh, It was tough, durable, it's used on, you know, it's it's similar to a crock. People that pick it up are like, it's a crock that's a boot.
0: Yeah, uh, but
1: our particular blend of material is a little bit different than a croc, uh, so it's a little bit softer, and that allows it some flexibility, uh, kind of around the calf area. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Um, so then you had this idea, and you're like, okay, um, let, <laughs> let's let's look in let's look into making it because you know, a lot of times an idea will happen. It's like, Oh, I got this great idea. And then you look into the manufacturing process or you look into what it's going to cost. And then it's just like, whoops, uh, great (laughs) great idea, but no one's going to pay $10,000 or for whatever, you know what I mean? So how did, how, what was the next step? Like, Where Hey, I got the great idea, but how do we, how do we get this into people's hands and and actually make the product?
1: Yeah. So, you know, kind of like anything, good idea. How do I execute it and execution, uh was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I was up all night, every night for a couple months, talking to people overseas, different manufacturers. Uh actually looked at getting them made in China. Uh, And I invested a lot of money on some stuff in China and getting samples made. And um, by the grace of God, I found a company in Mexico, flew down there, met with them, and they could do it. Uh, They were making a boot. I would say somewhat similar, but not, not really that close. And uh, you know, it's, it's an injection molded boot. So it's very, uh, and the mold is very intricate. It's a four piece mold that's CNC'd out of aluminum. Um, So it just, it took a long time to get the mold exactly right. Uh, and then once the mold was right, the injection, the material and the different characteristics of the material, we had to play with that. So it it was a lot more in depth than just, you know, build me a boot. Uh, yeah. and, and during that process, I learned a lot about, you know, all the, the way all boots are made and most all of them are made overseas and uh, somewhere in Asia. And what was crazy to me, it was like, man, I could start a boot company tomorrow. Selling a boot just like all the main players do right now and just call them something different, right? Um, uh, so it, it was really kind of eye opening to me, you know, where all our junk is made and how easy it would be to just slap a logo on something and start selling it. But that's obviously not the route I took. Um, so I wanted to kind of create something unique and I,
0: I really feel like we did that, yeah. So what, what were the first prototypes like that you got back from you, you know from the facility when you're when you were you know designing yeah, the prototypes so it, and things like that
1: man you, you think about like a kid at christmas you know so you've got this idea and you're talking to these people that don't speak the same language as you and you're sending pictures back and forth and it was finally like all right well we made some pairs and sent them to me and opening the box it was just like wow this is it yeah like kind of like a eureka deal and letting some buddies wear them around and you know it, when you hold them they're like the reaction video they're so light your brain doesn't really process like wow how can they be this light it just doesn't feel right uh and then the next step there was like how well do they hold up uh and you know gave them some buddies and had them put put them through the ringer and every one of them was like dude you you got to do this you got to go all in so that's that's what i did in september last year I, Quit my job and went all in on boots.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Um, All right. So you compared them to Crocs a a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? Maybe, maybe not. And and then also I'm on your website right here. And one of the bullet points describing this boot is very durable. Well, I blew out a pair of Crocs in a summer. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like in a, you know, I, I had a pair of uh, Crocs. I wore them every Mm -hmm. single day. And then Mm -hmm. eventually the bottom ran out and my, my, bottom of my foot was touching the ground at, at wow. some point. Yeah. You
1: really ran through it. Yeah, we,
0: we. I used them every, when I say every day, it was every day when I got them for, <laughs> I got them for Christmas and then I started wearing them. <laughs> like that's, that's how much I wore them. So mm-hmm. uh, talk about the, this boot in, mm-hmm. in, because as, as I look at this, mm-hmm. I see lightweight. I I heard lightweight. I heard crock like material. And so mm-hmm. m- immediately as someone who beats the shit out of their equipment, I hear, uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as durable as other, uh, other boots. You're sacrificing durability mm-hmm. for the construction. Um, talk about the durability. Yeah.
1: I would think, you know, it would be a little bit, you know, subjective to yeah. exactly what you put them through. Cause I've had my pair of Crocs for six years, but i obviously I'm not wearing them every single day. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it would depend on where you're wearing them. If you're wearing them on gravel or asphalt all day, every day, they're not going to hold up as good as if they are just walking through the woods. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, for what they're designed for, uh, the, the bottom of this sole is a lot more aggressive. The tread is a lot more aggressive than a croc for that reason. Yeah, um, to to give you some more longevity and to give you a little bit more grip and obviously wet and muddy conditions where you'd be using them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there a sole that comes in or uh, an insert that comes with these boots in the bottom? So there's
1: there's not, and you know that was one of the when looking at doing it. I actually had some samples that had I had an insert in them, and then I did some without. And so this, the, the sole is similar to a Crocs. There's nothing inside the boot. It's all one piece. Uh, and there's some little bumps on the bottom to keep your foot from slipping. But, uh, the, the big part there is if you did get water down in your boot, if you're crossing a Creek and it got wet, or if you left them in the back of your truck and it rained, you wouldn't need a boot dryer to dry them out. You just dump them out and wipe them down with a napkin and you'd be, be back good to go.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So it's a true rubber boot. If the inside gets wet, dump it upside down, clean it out. We're, we're, yeah. we're back to wearing yeah. them. Now, the Correct. other. But
1: like, like a Croc. So it's not technically rubber. Uh, it's more of a foam. Okay. Uh, so the big thing there with rubber boots is rubber will get brittle, especially in cold weather. Right. And that's where you have a lot of your, your cracking. This material literally will not crack. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it remains its flexibility down to like negative 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, so it's it you know it's a foam. It it flexes and yeah. and it won't mold, won't mildew, won't rot.
0: Yeah. So the other the other thing with a typical rubber boot that I've experienced in the past is is it's not like a hiking boot, right? You're you're sacrificing. You're sacrificing Correct. one thing for another, and mm-hmm. so my my feet are sliding around in this thing. You know, I can't tie mm-hmm. it like a mm-hmm. like shoelaces or anything like that. It, are these form fitting on your feet? Are they going to slide around in them?
1: They will a little bit, and I, that's kind of by design. Again, it's just it's so different than anything anybody's really ever worn. Uh, so most of your, like you said, like your traditional uh, knee boot, uh, it there's a lot of seams in there and there's material that kind of comes together and in, in places. And so when they don't fit good, they cause blisters. These boots are smooth on the inside. Uh, so th- they don't rub and they really don't create a blister. It, it was something that me and my buddies actually just kind of talked about about a month ago. It's like, you know, we, we wore these, put them through the ringer warm, you know, day one, all day walk and no blisters. Yeah. Uh, like I've never had that with another boot. Uh, yeah. They're just not as they're not as clunky. There's not enough as much weight to like cause that that friction. Gotcha. Uh, they're just um, that not liking rubber boots. I'm I'm with you. Like you wouldn't go somewhere you were planning on walking 15 miles in a traditional rubber boot because you'd have blisters. Yeah. Um, but I've put. I know in Nebraska, I put 20 miles a day on a pair.
0: Yeah. So on, on the, the website here, is, uh, we, it talks a little bit about don't, like warning, don't do these things, right? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, let's see, causes boots to shrink or deform. What mm-hmm. What causes your boots to shrink or deform? So it's an injection molded boot and it's molded by heat.
1: So when they inject this material, they get it really hot. Uh, it sits in this machinery for three or four minutes when it comes out, it expands and then they put it on another form and it cools to that shape. Right. So the melting point is like somewhere around 200 degrees or so. Uh, but the the problem that you have, especially in the South is, you know, if it's, I think it's supposed to be 102 degrees tomorrow here. Well, if you leave these in the bed of your truck, In direct sunlight and it's a hundred degree day the bed of your truck will literally get to a hundred and eighty degrees we shot it with a thermal gun last week and i was like blown away uh so it's really just it's the heat plus the direct sunlight that just takes it to a level that um i've heard people with crocs that have shrunk up uh, and that's how i figured this out so that uh, all the positives that's probably the one negative is just really extreme heat
0: Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And then, um, it says something here about they, they can also develop a bit of a memory, uh, mm-hmm. on, is that on the foot when you put them in?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the more you wear them and that, that's one thing that like, uh, for, for the longest time, all these people wearing Crocs, I'm like, I'm not getting a pair. They look retarded. Yeah. You know? so I'm not. <laughs> but when I finally did get a pair of Crocs, I realized what the whole fuss was about. They, the more you wear them, the more they shape to your foot and kind of the more comfortable they are. So like if I go to put my buddy's pair of size 11 Crocs on, they're just going to feel different than mine. Uh, And so these boots kind of have the same characteristics. The more you wear them, the more they kind of fit your foot profile.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. But And that's the one thing I like about certain insoles uh, or Mm -hmm. inserts is is that that almost like memory and i I feel like on certain boots that i have once that a shoe is really broken in it has that foot memory in there whether that's Mm -hmm. rubber or whatever material it is and that's when you stop thinking about your feet yeah and yeah go ahead to that point so most
1: of the the, this materials eva and most of your i say most i would say 90 percent of your Uh, mid soles for your shoes, whether they're boots, tennis shoes, whatever, are that material. So this has the same natural cushion that you're used to in any, just about any shoe or boot that you own.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and so when it comes to, let me, let me ask you this. Once you started, I've seen the reaction videos, but once you started getting this boot out, it says here 13 ounces per boot. Well, I'll tell you right now, but the, the rubber boots that I have aren't even close to that. They're probably like <laughs> yeah. four, four pounds per boot or whatever, right? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what was the, uh, when you started, I, I guess, getting the prototypes in and you started getting these out to people for them to wear, what was some of the feedback coming back to you on either how to make it better or how to uh, adjust it, like adjust it. Good, good, the good, the bad, the ugly
1: yeah so uh, normally when people hold them for the first time their their reaction is holy shit yeah like wow it's 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 a mind-blowing deal like this this just doesn't feel right uh, but th- the one thing that you know, that we really worked on was just how how easy it was to get your foot inside and out of the boot so like when you look at them, uh around the ankle the, the ankle is bigger than in a lot of your traditional rubber boots and we did that by design uh we went them the biggest complaint you heard was like how hard it, it how hard it was to get my boots on and off off in particular yeah you, you know, they they make the boot pullers that you got to have and if you don't have one of those and you're an older guy you almost literally need somebody to help you get your boot off yeah so with these being so light, like I talked about the not rubbing, uh, that little bit of play in the ankle, uh, was something that a lot of my buddies were like, yeah, it's a little sloppy, you know, around the ankle. I was like, well, just wear them. And all of them after wearing them for a couple of days is like, I get it now. You yeah. don't, they don't have to be tight around your ankle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so when it comes to the so, was there any any feedback, any any bad feedback that you had to make adjustments on?
1: Uh, I mean, we made some just changes here and there, uh, but not really. Uh, I, I guess I had gone through some bad stuff in China where I was like, I need to do this different, this different, and this different. So, when I actually got my first prototype in, I kind of knew what I wanted, and that was before I actually kind of gave them to anybody. So... Um, uh, our initial feedback, the reviews have been phenomenal. Uh one thing that the that, that couple negative uh feedbacks that we've got is the calf. If you've got an extremely yeah. large calf, these were tight. And so we're actually working on like a wide calf model right now.
0: Yeah. So is this a lot of your
1: now will have like a gusset that will allow you to expand and contract that calf? Yeah. And so this will allow us to kind of get people with big calves
0: and boot that that fits them right gotcha i wish i had big calves my (laughs) my bro my brother had all of the the uh the calves in when it came to like how how our genetics were divvied up i got the bigger upper body and he got the bigger like like uh, calves and quads and things like that so um i kind of i'm a little bit I'm, i'm a little bit pissed at that it's like the movie twins right
1: I'm in the same boat. If I wear shorts <laughs> around, it's, it's a little embarrassing. Like, <laughs> <with> big
0: legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So, who's your customer? Uh, you know, uh,
1: like you, I've got ties to the outdoor industry. That's kind of my passion. And so, initially, that's kind of our, you know, market that we're focusing on. But it's really just a general everyday boot for, you know, like you said you may not need these boots every day there. I mean, there's some people in the South that wear boots like this literally every day. Yeah. Um, but in places up there, it's like, Hey, it's been raining every day for the past week and I got to go feed cows or feed my dogs or do something outside. And, uh, I can slip these on and off really easy and not get my socks all wet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So
1: it's a, just a good everyday rain boot
0: yeah well that and and uh, i see a, a functionality i don't know I, we call them yard boots uh, mm-hmm. on the farm where we'd throw a, a pair of muck boots yeah. on or, or really light boots like something like this to go out and, and you know basically step in manure all day or you know yeah. s- scoop manure or do something where the boot's going to get really dirty and really muddy spray it off set them upside down and wear them again the next day right so yeah um now it If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the, the Midwest and the North, right, we have Mm -hmm. these, these colder temperatures. Have you guys Mm -hmm. done any experimenting in colder temperatures as far as not, not how the boot necessarily performs, but Mm -hmm. how you would layer socks or how you would try to keep the foot warm also while wearing a light boot? Yeah,
1: so you know, kind of like you uh hit on earlier, you know, a, a burly, you know, heavy insulated rubber boot. Not only is it like extremely heavy, I mean, it, it these are would these are an insulated boot and they're a quarter of the weight, maybe less than some of those other boots. But if you're, I, I think it depends on your situation. If you were riding a four wheeler to your stand and got out and got in it. Um, and you had a 2000 gram insulate boot, you'd probably be perfect. But if you had to walk a half mile to that stand and that 2000 gram boot, well, your feet are going to be literally soaking wet. Yeah. Um, because regardless of how, you know, cold or hot it is, if you move around heat leaves your head and your feet. So that's where you're going to, you're going to get moisture from. So we found the best with these boots is just a regular, you know, sock in most conditions, uh, you know, a lightweight Merino sock in very cold conditions that would, you know, keep you dry, allow you to breathe. But these boots hold in, uh, heat extremely well. And like when you hold a pair, uh, people are like, where's the insulation? Well, it's the insulation is actually in the material itself. So, uh, when they're manufactured, there's millions of little tiny air bubbles that are formed in that material. And air is your insulator, just like it is in your house or neoprene. Uh, so they're they're actually very warm for uh, how you feel.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. That's good, right? So that allows an opportunity for you to uh, kind of go north a little ways with a, with a no product. No doubt. Uh, with no a product doubt. like this and with it not being rubber so maybe you just answered this but rubber compared to the material that these boots make does one hold i i don't know like the word breathable like so with a traditional rubber boot they're not breathable right sure. um are are these boots breathable at all do they do they hold temperature in a different way than a traditional rubber boot
1: um so a traditional rubber boot uh, your your insulation is through Thinsulate, and yeah. that's a it's a liner material and that insulate may be breathable but the rubber around it is not so uh, and similar with uh, neoprene uh, none of them are per- really breathable to the outside air from your foot none of them now there are some you know lace up type boots that are yeah uh, that offer some waterproofing material and are breathable but as far as Uh, this or a rubber boot or a neoprene boot, none of those are technically breathable. Now there may be some stuff inside there that is, but the outer layer is absolutely not. So, you know, I guess it's, you know, marketing and I've learned, (laughs) I've learned this and reading, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and temperature ratings and breathability and won't sweat. And I'm, I'm, you know, after talking to you, you're pretty blunt and I'm a lot the same way. I'm not going to lead somebody down a path. I mean, I could probably say that they're breathable, but they're not.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's respectable, man. A lot of people bullshit. And, yeah. uh, and uh, then it ultimately comes back to hurt them in the end and say, well, I mean, I, I love talking with companies and you haven't really come out and said it. But um, but there's other companies that have said it like maybe my product's not right for you. Uh, what you're trying oh, yeah. to, to accomplish. I mean, obviously everybody, especially mm-hmm. in the hunting, right? We got guys yeah. that hunt in Saskatchewan where it's negative 60 degrees all the way down to, you know, the rut in the south could be 100 degrees in some days, you know, down Correct. there. So sure. it, it just, it's, there's different products for different people. And, and I think here is something really cool man it's just a different angle uh and you're putting your time and energy into the hunting industry uh, because it sounds Mm -hmm. like that's what you're passionate about and uh the 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 only question i have and it's something i probably should have asked right off the at at the beginning but what is your background that led you to this because a lot of times a guy will say well my background was this or maybe they own a machine shop Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, I'll make a tree stand, or they own a yeah. machine shop and say, well, I'll make make broadheads, right? Did you have a background in any of this before you started? Ah, uh, not, you know, I was not in the
1: you know footwear industry by any means. Uh, uh, my dad worked for Mossy Oak, and so I've been around hunting my whole life. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, during duck season, I'm duck hunting. Deer season, so so from. Really, I would say October through May every year, I'm in the outdoors, Yeah, uh, whether it be deer, ducks, or turkey. And so uh, my buddies joke around like, Brooks is hard on his shit. If it held up for him, it's going to hold up for anybody. (laughs) That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt.
0: Well, my friend, um, if people want to find out more about your guys' boots, why don't you go ahead and tell them where we can find your information?
1: Yeah, so we're on all the social media platforms. Uh, Light boots, L-I-T-E, uh, and then you can go to www.lightboots.com to order them. Uh, the cool thing about them, the price point, uh, you know, they're they're only eighty bucks, uh, so it's a good price point in comparison to any other boot that you know uh, you'd be looking at buying. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a great gift, uh, great gift idea, and good all around boot and. Uh, Buy a pair. You won't regret it.
0: Perfect. Well, Brooks, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on the podcast and and, uh, talk about Light Boots with us, man. Uh, Thank you for your time. Good luck with business and good luck out in the field this year. Thank you, Dan.
1: Really appreciate the opportunity and uh, thanks for what you're doing.